Welcome to Awakening, the podcast. A podcast hosted by a group of friends who interview various people about their faith, theology, and many other things. Buckle up for today's adventure in Awakening, the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Awakening. I'm here with some guests from North Folk. And also, I brought Cole along for the trip because I thought I'd be courteous, I'd be a little charitable. Um, okay, a couple things. <laughs> Brody, I'm sorry, but it's Norfolk, not I, Northfolk. Did I say it? Well, if you want to if you want to say it accurately, it's Norfolk. 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 Is there a fork in There's it? There's no R at the so end. It, so the reason is because it was originally supposed to be the Northern Fork of Northern North Fork because we're on the Northern Fork of the Elkhorn Valley River. But the people in Omaha or Lincoln or wherever, when we incorporated, thought we were stupid northern folks and changed it to Norfolk, um, northern folk. I'm so sorry. Um, on behalf of us Lincolnites, we apologize for our ancestors' okay. um, pain against you. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I have nothing to do with it. All that. right, Cole doesn't care. <laughs> um, Nor- so our two, Norfolk. Our two guests today, we got a student from North. I'm not gonna get it right. I'm from Lincoln, bro. It's too easy. Norfolk or Norfolk? Norfolk or Norfolk? One or the other. However you want to say it. Say it one more time. Well, just say Norfolk. Say that's, Norfolk. That's, Norfolk. 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 Like Norfolk. Yeah. Virginia. Okay, this is actually in Virginia. Okay. You may have. You may have. We to... are now in Virginia, not Nebraska. <laughs> you may have to restart. <laughs> no, we're just gonna run. No, with we're this. good. That's we're great. with this it. Great. This is great. But we have Joey and his youth pastor, whose name I didn't get. Jacob. Jacob. Oh, Jacob and Joey. That's so nice. <laughs> I didn't even realize that before we started. And it's Brody, Brody and, and Cole. Yeah. It's just doesn't ring it. That's okay. But yeah, we're here today. We're gonna talk about some stuff. We're gonna talk about some origin stories. Um, hopefully no like Batman origin stories, but definitely some some upcoming, some upbringing. What you guys do, what's your hobbies, you know, what, where do you live? Whatever you guys want to tell us, how much, however much you want to share. We'll start with Joey because I feel like you don't talk much. I feel like you're hiding things. And I want to know. Yeah, I'm I want to know what you're hiding. <laughs> you're Batman, the Batman of North Norfolk. Norfolk. Yes. <laughs> Don't make me say it anymore. Just start saying it. <laughs> um, I'm Joey. I'm 14. Dang. Play football. Get up at 4.50 every morning just to go to football. Oh, my gosh. Carry the boats. <laughs> uh, and I like to fish. All right. Mm-hmm. Strong intro, Jacob. Man, how am I going to follow that up? Yeah, seriously. Well, I am, I am Jacob. I am the youth pastor here. Um, I am 24 years old. <sighs> Married with a baby on the way. Oh, Um, congratulations. Thank you. Um, So hobbies, I'm kind of a uh, a, a gamer. I like to game, play video games. Um, And then I'm also somewhat of a collector. I'm a a huge Star Wars nerd, just nerd in general. So I collect all things like Funko Pops and other other things that are just fun nerd stuff. And so, yeah, uh, my wife is currently at work right now. So she works overnights and, yeah. What a life. That's crazy. Tell me about it. You guys both live like parallel lives. Like you're out here on the field and you're out here like on the field for Jesus, but also like <laughs> you go home and then you stream. Do you stream a little bit? Uh no. I when I was when I was a when I was a youth intern, we when COVID happened, we actually I was one of the people that did a lot of our streaming to <gasps> connect with uh, students yeah, outside still on of Twitch. Every... Yeah, my my account is still no on Twitch way. and uh, apparently I had set a schedule for like sk- every like some it was every Wednesday or something oh, like yeah. that during COVID. So, wow. so yeah, 
That was part of it's crazy. So, so I did stream, at one stream every Wednesday, even though there's nothing there. As far as I know, it might. I haven't <laughs> seen any. I haven't seen any extra that's vods crazy. on there or not. So that's crazy. what do you guys? Yeah, I clicked your profile. There's nothing there. Okay, that's good. <laughs> what is your What is your family like? Are you having a baby anytime soon? Is I hope not. No. Do it. <laughs> you say that like you're so sad. What? Do you have siblings? I have a only child. Is this a Batman stuff or? Four siblings. You have four siblings. Oh I think Batman had four siblings. No, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. thought he was his only child. Yeah. He's, he's beyond. Yeah, I'm Birdman. Bird <laughs> <laughs> so you have four other siblings. All older then? Uh, two y- older and two younger. Okay, okay. Do they all play football with you? No. On the same team? <laughs> Is it like that small of a town where everyone's just like on the football team? <laughs> no, I'd actually say depending on where you're, depending on what you're, you're doing, you can actually have some separation of mm. where not everybody... Everybody plays. We have we have some of the the uh, the speech nerds and the okay. you know the, the drama kids. So they don't play they don't play sports very often. Are you in the drama and speech no. too? No. Oh no. Okay. Joy's not about that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Okay. So besides fishing and football, is that is that consistent? Everything you do besides gym, uh, fishing, football, gym, fishing, football. Is there like one more activity? That's a lot of stuff there, Brody. Is it? Is that already a lot of interest? Getting up at 4.50 every morning and oh, going to bed. Not that he could talk hey, about more, I, but I'm saying that's a lot right there. I just want to know, bro. I'm I so just happy. chill, you know? Okay. Just go with the flow. However my day goes, Yo. changes every day. That's a vibe. Do you hacky sack a little bit? <laughs> What's that mean? Have exactly. You ever, have, you ever done, <laughs> have you ever done that before? Where you're like, uh, 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 and you have like it's, a little, they, they a can't little, little bag. bag. It's like, you can't see the actions right now. I'm like, I'm, I look like that one dude, like Ronaldo. Where he's like <laughs> popping up the soccer ball, but they have like a little sack, and it's like full of the little beads in there. And like, it's yeah, like a tiny bean bag that you that you like. That's what people who say, "I just go with the flow." That's what they do. Oh, I guess I do that. Then. Okay, yes, you are. If it makes you feel better. I actually have never heard of that, and I'm 24 as well. So I'm okay, he does yeah. not go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but me and Cole, I, we have, have we ever talked about our hobbies? Do you guys want to know about our hobbies? Since you guys said yours, yes, sure. Okay, Cole, you go first. I'm ready to go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually, uh, media is my hobby actually. Mm-hmm. And actually recently, I haven't said this in the podcast yet. I actually work for Christ Place now as one of, as their oh, media wow. person. So <laughs> okay. I'm a church person too. I'm not as cool. I'm not a pastor, but that is kind of my <laughs> hobby because that's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. I also like to hang out with people, my friends. I care friends. Mm-hmm. I play video games on occasion too, actually. Hey. So yeah, not a hardcore gamer, but I do that on occasion. Congratulations on the, on the new job. Thank you. Yeah, Thank what? you. <laughs> Uh, some of my hobbies I, I never played football you know I, I wanted to I envy Joey immensely um, what, what are my hobbies I guess school <laughs> I like going to coffee shops and reading I'm kind of an old person now I like volleyball volleyball is sweet you guys know volleyball is oh, yeah we play it a lot you guys do? At the Y, yeah. Oh, you just play ball. Know about volleyball. Because they're like 10 o'clock at know? night and just play it do you actually have volleyballs here? No, I just dab, I just I just dapped him up um but yeah that's that's kind of all i do i pay rent i work at a pizza store now i'm basically like a college student that's what college students do Mm -hmm. at pizza stores so yeah that's that's my life guys if you want to know what's new i don't have a job yet that's cool like cold yet no 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 but i'm working behind the scenes to get his job from him so we'll see how that goes crossing my fingers a little usurpation of power (laughs) yeah I think we're going to have to discuss a different direction here <laughs> yeah. with this podcast, bro. Let's hope, let's, hope, let's hope none of the uh, executive staff at Christ Place are listening. <laughs> please, please don't. Please don't take what I said as serious. It's a joke. 
Okay. All right. Go to the next question before they so, get me. <laughs> yeah. So you guys want to get get into kind of some a little bit more serious here. If you guys, I, I know your testimony. I mean, we did a whole video oh. thing about that. Not that anybody here actually knows what that is. Um, new series possibly coming out fall. Anyways, uh, but if you guys would be interested in kind of sharing a little bit about your testimony, kind of how you got here today, uh, maybe your salvation story, whatever you'd be comfortable to share. So. Um, so I've, well, I don't know how long ago, but I moved here from Kansas, and we just started coming to this church. But, like, I don't think I really got serious until, I don't know what grade it was, but I struggled with, like, a lot of anxiety back then. And then, like, I started, like, getting close to him, and he was starting to take that away, and that's when I really got, like, close to him. All right. started. He does that. Yeah. Well, and part of Joey's story, too, that I heard is that a lot of your anxiety and stuff like that, um, if I remember correctly, your parents actually brought you into the church, and mm-hmm. they and they were like had pastor pray over you, or he came to the house or something like that, and it was like just gone soon after that. Like, God had just taken it from his life. Um, from my understanding, it was pretty bad anxiety, right? Like, where it made my like, stomach hurt. Like, we went Dang. to so many doctors, and I couldn't find, like, they couldn't find the problem, and then... Mm-hmm. So was that like before even middle school that was happening? Or I think it, so. Like during, oh really? Yeah. You're not. You're nearly not even as a kid. You're not even aware of that stuff yet. Tell like middle nope. school. You don't, you're not really self aware. So that's cool. That's crazy, bro. That's a miracle right there. Just yeah, that. right there. That is a is a miracle. What about you, Jacob? So um, <clears throat> I may live here in Nebraska, but I was actually born in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Of all places. You guys to, are all coming from all of all, of all places yeah. to be born. Um, so I grew up, grew up down there, um, and I mean, I, I don't really. There, we had some impactful stuff. I mean, the main main thing was we Hurricane Katrina came in like 2005, and we moved up mm-hmm. to Nebraska. Okay. Um, hated hated my move up here. It oh was, really? I hated it. What was that? I, was that high school, college? Uh, it was when I was in when I was eight. Oh, super sweet. So, okay. Because okay. Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. Yeah. And then so we moved in like 2007. Wow. So I was like eight years old. Um, and so, yeah, we, we moved up here and lived in a small town called Minden, Nebraska, just south mm-hmm. of Kearney. You know, you, a town that has struggled for the last 15 years to get to 3,000. They've stayed right at 2,980 and ne- <laughs> never reached 3,000. And where were you at um, in Louisiana? How big was that place? Uh, it was kind of top, like, well, it was kind of a, a suburb of a little bigger town, a little okay. bit of a bigger town. Uh, it kind of was, the town lines weren't as set as they are here. It kind of oh, was like, okay. I was like, oh, we're still in this town? Okay. Um, but it was drastic change between like population oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. feel. Um, down there, it was a lot more diverse. Um, so it had a lot of African-Americans, Hispanics, um, a lot of, going back now, actually, after being in the AG for a long time, you go and feel the spiritual heaviness. There is a, there's a spiritual heaviness mm-hmm. there when you go there. It's like as soon as you cross that state line because they have a lot of voodoo, all these other things. That's a whole other whole whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we moved up here, and we went to different churches. We visited a Presbyterian church that my friend's pa- dad was the pastor of. Mm-hmm. Then we, I think we went to a Baptist church, refused to go to Catholic church. I, I went as a preschooler to a pre- Catholic preschool. And the nuns scared me, and the priests yeah. scared me, and I had to sit in mass, and I was like, no, not for me. Um, so, but then we ended up at an E-Free church for, that was, 
And for our listeners who don't know what E free is, what, what evangelical is free okay. is, is, a, is a another denomination among gotcha. the thousands of deno- Christian denominations. Sometimes we'll throw them are. out, and people will be like, yeah. "What did you say?" But yeah, evangelical no. free. So um, then, yeah, so we moved there, and Dad became a deacon on, wow. on the uh, the church board, and there were just a lot of things that happened to where. Um, Basically, Dad had challenged some things that the pastor was preaching mm. that weren't scriptural, uh, and you know he brought it to the deacon board, brought it to the pastor. Oh. Well, or no, he didn't bring it to the deacon board. He brought it to the pastor, and then the deacon board basically shunned him out of the church. Then we followed. Uh, so it was kind of a so for years, even to this day, I still have a slight mistrust of lead pastors because of that. Wow. Um, and so we moved to an AG church in Kearney. Um, we were invited by some friends of ours that ended up becoming like second grandparents to us through this move. And so we moved up there and go to the Sunday school, go to service on a Sunday, and we're like, and my brother and I were like, yeah, we're staying. You guys can go somewhere else. We're wow. like, just drop us off here. We'll, we'll stay here. And then I go Wednesday night to youth group. And this is at the time the youth group was running... I want to say mate, like 200 high schoolers and then like 200 uh, junior high or middle schoolers. So like six through six through eight and then nine through 12. And I remember walking into um, walking into the into the, the little entrance area and I couldn't even walk in. Because, <laughs> like I couldn't even walk in That's because crazy. what I didn't realize at the time was that God's presence was so heavy in that place. Mm-hmm. And my, I realized my need for him at the that night and gave my life to Jesus um, and that was like September of my freshman year in high school. Freshman year of high school. So, um, <laughs> and so exactly. what, what, uh, really got me was the youth pastor came out and found me cause he knew I was coming. Mm. And so the youth pastor came like, and he had, he had like 10 or 12 kids trying to talk to him, you know, cause when you have 200 students, like everybody, in the everybody wants to you. talk to him. Yeah. And so he left them, came out, found me. And brought me in and, and introduced me to some people in the, in the youth group. And then they became, one of them still a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, through that, got called into ministry a year later on the Alaska AIM trip. Um, so, and then, let me think. Cold Alaska There's, trip or warm Alaska trip? It was during summer. Warm? So it was, it was about 70 degrees, 60 oh, degrees some days. About 24 hours of sunlight for three weeks. Is oh, my it, gosh. Up there, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> Um, so then after that, I was pursuing it and then kind of got off course because like, oh, Lord, I can I can do ministry in, you know, being a doctor because I wanted to be a doctor. But really what I was looking for was doctors make six figures. Like, <laughs> I was looking for the money. Yeah. I saw the zeros behind that, behind the one. And I'm like, I want that. Mm. And um, but then I remember going to a convention in my senior year. The It was the East Convention, my senior year. And there was just a pre-service prayer thing. And had walked in, um, had already been filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit before this. Um, but I walked in, and it was like the Holy Spirit just said, "Do you want this?" Because what I saw was there was just just prayer everywhere, and it's pre-service prayer, obviously. But there were students praying over students. There were leaders praying over students. There were students even praying over their pastors, wow. their youth pastors. And the Lord just asked me, "Do you want this?" I'm like, well, yeah, I want. Like, I want to. I want. I want more of this. And he's like, remember the call that I had on your life, mm-hmm. I have on your life. And so that reminded me of that call. And then so, yeah, through all that I did, 
did schooling uh, through the Berean University, Berean, uh, but did it with the, the church. They had a leadership college at the time, back when leadership colleges were a thing. Um, and then my wife and I got married just before she went into nursing school. So she got married with to me when she was 19. And then I got married when I was 20. So she like turned 20 a week later after, after our wedding. Um, and so, yeah, then from there I served as, continued to serve as the intern to uh, the youth pastor at the time, Pastor Javen. Um, love, love him, love his family. He's the dude. Um, he's the best. Um, and so from there, then by the time we got to our fourth, like technically like the senior year, it was like God was like, okay, we're going to, you're moving at oh, some oh, point. Okay. We didn't know when, but the Lord was like, be ready to move. And so we're like, okay. And then we heard about Norfolk and it was like, well, where's Norfolk? <laughs> yeah. You couldn't even say yeah. the name I bet when you started. No, I was it, I said Norfolk, but when you get up here, you say Norfolk. Norfolk. Um, and so that was, that's a whole thing of, that was the Holy Spirit put together. So yeah, that's kind of the, up until. That's a journey. Tell me about it. That should be a TV show. That was crazy. I was like. Yeah, three season TV show, you know? Seriously though. You know, crazy. Tom Cruise can play me. Yeah, bro, literally, you get the pick of it. Um, so listening to you guys' journey, what has been, we heard a lot of yours, Jacob. What has been your journey to specifically Victory Road? Or I guess like staying here or did you go to other churches? Have you been to other youth programs? I really stayed here the whole time. Since, when was that? Before middle school then? Yeah, I moved here when I was in preschool and I'm going okay. into ninth grades. Wow. Alright. So you've been here since day so one. So ten years basically, probably. Yeah, around there. So know. what has, what would you say like Victory Road has been to you? Has it been like more than the church? Has it been a family? Has it been like a fellowship? Like what would you describe it when you... When you think of going to church here, like, what does it mean to you? I think it's more of a family. Yeah. Everybody here is so close, and, like, the relationships here are, like, the close. Like, if you go out in the regular world, people, like, say hi and stuff, but in here, like, you, you see so many, like, conversations and stuff, mm. and just, like, it's awesome. And you can, like, talk to people if you're struggling, and they'll help you. Mm-hmm. That's what I really like. That's cool. What's the, um, is it, like, a family dynamic in the youth group, too? Or is it like different between a Sunday uh, and I a think Wednesday? Or? The youth group's like even closer. Oh, dang. Really? We hang out a lot, yeah. That's cool. That's what's up. And then, Jacob, you said you got a calling to move here for Victor Road, but has, after that, was think was Victor Road kind of surprising? Was it what you expected it to be? Has it been kind of a up and down roller coaster? Or has it been just kind of like a straight shot? Was it been for you? So, uh, Jenna had been, my wife had been raised in New Life Church for up to this point 21 years since she was born yeah she'd been dedicated in that church and it's a church closer to christ place christ place is a little okay you know more modern i would say or like just in the because of the 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 city that it's in being in lincoln yeah so it's a church very similar to very similar to christ places so we go from a church where we have you know three services oh yeah okay and and we've got you know 150 students in youth group and we're jen and i are leading the student leadership group and we've got 30 students in that and so we go from like all of that and so we come here so what happened was is so within the ag there's the credentialing process and so you can get your credentials and so i was up for my license to get Mm -hmm. my license the year that we moved out here in 2021 um and so we got licensed that night, and the Lord was like, you got to go talk to the to Pastor Mark. I was like, you got to go talk to him. So we go, and we introduce ourselves. Um, 
and we just basically, you know, tell them, hey, we'd love to um, come up, visit your church. I said, we're not, we feel like the Lord's moving us to Norfolk. We don't know why, um, but we uh, wanted to just see if we could come and visit your church, see what a service is like. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, take you and your wife out to lunch. So then you're like, oh, yeah. And so we, we had connected a little bit and got it set. So we came up here on a Sunday morning, and it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive <laughs> to yeah. anywhere. Yeah. You guys just found – I mean, you found this we out. We found that out. It's, it's, like two it's, hours, 15 it's, minutes. We're yeah. two hours away from anything. Yeah. Um, and so we drive two-and-a-half hours up here, get here for the 1030, for the service at 1030, and, we, and you know, we, we sit and we listen and we listen to the message, and then we get done – and all the people are like, oh, you're new. Like, everybody's like, <laughs> Shaking they're like, oh, you're new. And and, uh, and we knew some people that, that lived up here. Um, so then we go over actually to Pastor's house. Oh. And his son and his daughter-in-law and his two of his grandsons are there as well. And his son professionally interviews people uh, for his job. And oh. so basically we have kind of a mock interview Um while we're eating lunch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> when the whole and, family's around. Yeah, when the whole family's around. And, and uh, so they just talked about, you know, what our vision was for youth ministry, asked us, you know, what's the involvement of parents, mm. stuff like that. What do you want to do in ministry? Um, what's your what's your goal? Mm. Um, what's the Lord's vision for you, for your for ministry for you? And then we were like, well, we have to leave because we had uh, seniors that we were honoring and they were coming over to our apartment in Kearney. And we had three and a half hours to get home. So uh. we we're like, we're like, uh, we have to go home because we have to get food prepared. Yeah. And so we left. Um, and uh, basically he said, you know, afterwards, he's like, we'll, we'll go forward with an, inter- with an interview. Um, so then we come back up again, and he actually interviews both me and my wife. Oh. And I kid you not, this interview was six hours. <laughs> it was a long, long interview. Started at 11, didn't get over till 5. But six hour uh, interview. Six hour interview. But if you know anything about Pastor Mark, that's just how he always is, and 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 it's an endearing part of him. That, uh, but we we heard stories. We listened to him. He asked us our vision. We went out to lunch together. Then, uh, you know, as we were like, we're like, Lord, we need a house. So we don't want to live in an apartment anymore. We need a house. If we're going to move up here, because uh, we had already talked to him. We said if he offers us the job, we'll take it. You know, mm-hmm. we had already talked about that. And. You had six and, hours. You could talk about whatever you needed. Well, to talk before, about. like on the drive up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was, they weren't even really hiring a youth pastor. They were looking for a kids pastor. Oh wow. Um, and so uh, then you know we go to lunch, and then he takes us to this random neighborhood, and we're like, "What in the world are we doing here?" And then so we get so he he stops the truck, and he yells at this guy on a porch, and he's like, "What are you doing on that porch?" And we're like, "What in the world is going on?" And he gets out and he he approaches him and. And we're like, and he's like, come on, guys, get out. So we're like, okay. So we walk up, and it's a guy that is a member of our church. And so we walk, he's like, come on, guys, let's check out this house. So we walk in, and pastor says, if you decide to, if you come here, he said, this house will be yours to, to live in, you know, to rent. And the church, the church will take care of the, the rent for you. And so we're like, well, prayer answered right there. Straight up. And he, didn't, he didn't tell you nothing. Nope. I was mowing Nothing. that house at that time. Like no getting it way. Ready for people. Yeah, he was he was mowing the house to get it ready for, like, for him to rent it. It's all coming, coming back. Yeah. yeah, and so we go back to the church, and at the end of the interview, basically, he, well, yeah, at the end of the interview, he offered us the job. We said yes, and then like two weeks later, we were here. Whoa. I think is how it worked out. 
Pretty much. Um, pretty much. Like June was that for, within like two weeks, like <clears throat> mock interview, interview. It was about a month total process month total from process. when we first met him to actually being up here wow. in the job. That was um, fast. fast. That's very that's, fast. You did not hear that in youth ministry often. No. That's crazy. No. And so that's where we know the Holy Spirit's. Because yeah. it was like when he moves you, it's just like you're gone. Like yeah, 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 yeah. When he, when, when it, and this wasn't, you know, that we weren't looking anywhere else and we're like, well, you know what, Lord, we'll. We'll, ch- we'll we'll change or go somewhere different if we if we want to. So it was a bit of a it was a bit of a a shift for us because when we were at New Life, um, like the youth leaders team was kind of our family. Because mm. I, I I'm not super close to most of my family, like my immediate family. I'm close to my grandparents, my brother, but like I'm just not very close with most of my family. Just out of choice because <clears throat> there's so much drama and stuff. I was just like I don't. I don't want to deal with any of that. Um, and so a lot of my friends and youth youth ministry team became my family. Yeah. It was just, you know, they were always people that I looked up to, asked for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we get up here, it's like, oh, uh, this is a lot smaller than we were. <laughs> you know, and so we're a church of 100, maybe 150. Like, um, and so it's, it was a big change for us coming mm-hmm. up here. It was like, it was a huge shift, but, and, and, you know, when the average age is, uh, I think the average age is about 50 here, if I remember correctly. And, and we love the people here. Like, don't get me wrong. We love the people we value. It's different their, when, when you go from a community yeah. of younger people that yeah. to connect with. Them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've, and we've, at New Life, they have a good population of older people and younger people. Um, so we went from having younger people to really not having that here. Um, and so we've had to really like get in with the, with our older congregation here and and honestly when we got up here I was 22 and I'm thinking these people think that I'm look at me like I'm another youth student mm. basically uh, that was my original um, thought that people were were thinking of me or assumed of me and because you know we're young and we come into a church and you're fresh out of school and you're fresh, fresh out, out of, of school town and yep. yeah and so it's like yeah there uh, w- there was a running joke for well it's technically it's still a running joke but for the first six months I was here you, the youth group thought I was going to leave after a month. <laughs> oh my god! They they thought we were going to leave and go home after go back to Carney after, after after a month, and uh, two years later proved you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For now. So, did you start off as kids pastor and then? Nope. Go to I started off as youth pastor. Oh, because um, okay, okay. then at the time we had um, now he's planting a church in Wayne, oh, uh, wow. just about thirty minutes uh, east of here. Okay. But he, uh, Pastor Chris, came on for um, he came on for a year as the like interim kids pastor, so he kind of got it back into a direction that they wanted to go. Got oh, Wednesday night yeah. stuff started and all that. So yeah, nice. That's crazy. You guys are having the coolest stories. We don't even need to say anything interesting in this podcast. <laughs> we just let you guys talk the whole time. You know, you had said something a little bit about credentials. I think somebody just got ordained recently, didn't uh, they? That's true. You that's, did get ordained. I did get ordained. My, my, yep, you're ordained. <laughs> my, my mantle is sitting on my desk. Yo, congratulations. So, that's so Thank cool. you. So for listeners who don't know what that is, that's like the highest ministry credential you can get, mm-hmm. right, in the Assemblies of God Network? Yep. So with the Assemblies of God um, in the movement, there are three levels. Uh, the certified level is is you're discovering whether or not you have a call. Mm. Generally, the certif- the, certif- the certification um, is for those that are trying to see if they have a call into ministry. And then uh, license is where you've proven you have a call, but you don't really know 
what that call is. And so you generally place yourself under a, under a pastor or under mm-hmm. a leader in a position. So like for me, that was placing myself under Pastor Mark when, when I got licensed. And so there you're trying to figure out whether or not this is actually truly this is what I need to do. Like if my calling is for full-time ministry mm-hmm. um, and then ordained is proven the call, uh, and to be ordained, you have to be have, hold your license for two years in a paid in a position. I can't remember if it's a paid position or if it's a full time position or something well, like that. Well, because the problem here in Nebraska is there aren't very. I mean, there are probably maybe fifteen youth pastors that are just youth pastors and don't mix their role with lead pastor. Oh yeah. So yeah. to get ordained, not every not every youth pastor is paid by the church. Mm. Um, they're more volunteer. Uh, volunteer leaders, and so we were just fortunate enough to be one, be able to be at a church that can what pay us for ticket. for the yeah. ministry. So yeah, um, so yeah, I just got ordained, and doesn't mean I'm done learning, but it just means that the I've proven that the call is genuine. The network has seen that, uh, other pastors have seen that, and so mm-hmm. they were able to vouch. They vouch for me, um, and so yeah. Pretty much what that means is if I were to ever go, God were to call me to missions, I could go be a missionary. Or if I ever got elected to an executive position, I could, I could leave my name. Stand, my name would be able be up for that, basically. Yeah, gotcha. And so, you can move things with your mind, of course. And move things with my mind. Yes. And I get an extra half an hour on yep. my sermon preaching. Come on. Um, and I get a Mercedes Benz yep. and a four-story, f- ten-bedroom house. You know, all these other perks. All the perks. Don't you love All the perks part? of the ordination. <laughs> <laughs> Seven other bedrooms, maybe guest bedroom. Seven guest bedrooms. You know, one bedroom for ex- for every night, and then swap swap them out every every once Run in a while. It around. Yeah. So what has um, since you've been here for what? Has it been official two years? A little less than two uh, years. Today, two years. Really? No oh, way! Really? Congrats. <laughs> Actually, Yo, yeah. Today, all these things. What? Today, what? today, exactly two years. So we didn't, awesome. of, we didn't bring him cake or anything. As of dude. June first, no, we did. June first, it's two years. We should have gotten you like gas station like pie or something. <laughs> I don't know, something weird. Yeah, <laughs> something from Casey's. That's crazy. So stopped, you know? two years of Victory Road, coming from a different church, yep. coming from a different congregation, different city. Mm-hmm. What has Victory Road started off as, and what has Victory Road meant to you right now? So Victory Road really was like when when it first started, it was it felt like a chore, mm. you know, coming in because you got a. We, we originally were meeting on Sundays, and we, the youth group wasn't meeting regularly. It was like, you know, every two weeks or something I forgot like about that. that. I forgot we didn't meet oh, on Wednesdays. Okay. Um, and so for us, it felt like a chore because we had to change things around. You know, we were like, because um, one of the advice that we were given was don't change things too quickly. Mm. But I'm like, I'm like, but things need to change. Mm-hmm. And so we went through like the summer, like the first month we were on Sundays, and then July, we made a shift to Wednesdays where we did a, like a small group uh, type thing at our house. Cause, okay. uh, and so the students came over for, then we went to camp and it was like, I had, I had to jump in on organizing camp and camp, nothing was organized. So then I'm like, I'm like, okay, now I've got to sit down and organize all this stuff. And, um, and so kind of figuring out what our, our identity was as a youth mm-hmm. ministry was, was the main thing. Um, and so even, you know, as much as we hate it, that branding is a part of being in a church, I hate it. Like I I genuinely hate that branding is a part of a church, but it's, it is what it is. And so we went through like three iterations of the logo before we finally arrived on like a final, uh, logo, which is on my 
which is like on our business, okay. which well, is on my business clean. card. Yeah, cool, yeah. Um, cool version of the purple logo. Yeah, so so we wanted to keep the identity that we're. We didn't want to go to like do a like ignite youth ministry or or like um, every other youth ministry out there ignition ign- ignition ignites. youth ministry explosive. or um, explosive fuel. youth ministry. Um, fuel, fuel, fuel. Yeah, that's the one up the street. They, no is way. it really? Really? <laughs> fuel youth ministry. Honestly, wow. that sounds kind of sick though. That's kind of. <laughs> so, but we wanted to um, keep with the identity of the church. You know that we are Victory Road Assembly of God mm. as a church. We're Victory Road Youth. We are the youth of the of the church, um, and so like the kids is still 3D kids, but um, we we just kept we just kept it VR Youth. And at first I thought, okay, I gotta be honest. When I when I looked up the website and saw VR Youth, I was like, dang, they do VR. Yeah, we always <laughs> they have like VR that. headsets it for really youth. Looks like that. Yeah. And I was like, the most modern youth youth group you've ever been to in your entire. I was like, dang, these guys probably got like 200 students showing up for for VR Youth. When you come in, Seriously, it's about seven. So yeah, so that, well, and and that was funny. The the first Wednesday we had like seven people there. I was like, praise God! I don't know who these guys are, but let's do Praise it. the Lord! They're here. And uh, second Wednesday or the second Sunday, we had dropped down to three. So I was like, oh, I, I was like, okay, uh, is that a sign, Lord? And it was just summer, summer busyness and all that, and. Um, so yeah, just to let, and so it's really grown into a family. I mean, um, a lot of, I've got uh, older guys here that I go to, veteran Christians that I go to and, and help me with a lot of, uh, you know, things, you know, for instance, taking care of a house and, mm. and even just, you know, uh, there's one of our congregants that he's just, he's like, my call is just to be there for pastors because mm. being in, being in a pastor position, no matter whoever that whoever may be your best friend when you're a pastor there's always a level of um a barrier of yeah, sorts yeah. between you and and someone that, that could be considered a friend because of your position what you what what your relationship is so you know spiritually uh being a mentor all that um so there's so when they say pastor you can be a pastor of a thousand person church and be the loneliest person ever it's legit. It's real because you can be because you can be so isolated from people, mm. because like being real with your struggles, you know, as pastors, we're expected to listen for mm. it, but not all the time are we allowed to to express that. Yeah, and and, and even then we have to be careful of who we express it to. Yeah, because then people are like, oh well, they just you know, then they go and blabber it out, and um, and so yeah, it's it's. A part of the, the ministry that we've been figuring out, and honestly, I, like this has been my prayer for the last few months. I'm like, Lord, send me a friend, because I was like, I'm like, Lord, how do you make friends? Because like, you think high school and stuff like that, it's, it's different. like it cha- everything yeah. changes. You, when you, you start think doing high school, yeah. and, and high school, you, I don't know, you have the same class with someone, you have the same class with someone, and then you start talking, and then, you know, your friends, or in in college, or in a like in a, a, a Bible college, or a, whatever, um, or school of ministry, you be, just become friends because of your proximity to each other. Um, and so then it's like, okay, how do I make friends in a professional setting where my job is to be here at the church? And I'm mm. here, you know, however many hours throughout the week, and I still make friends. And so actually, it's kind of cool. The Lord's answering that prayer already for us too. Um, but it's been really kind of isolating up here. Yeah. Um, so like whenever we do network events like camps, I'm there and I'm like, I'm going to be there as much as I can uh, with other pastors and stuff like that. Because 
you can be real with other pastors. Yeah. So that's one of the things I love about the Assemblies of God Nebraska Ministry Network is how everybody everything's connected. Like, yeah, we're from Christ's place, but here we are all the way up in Norfolk, Norfolk, <coughs> Norfolk, something I don't Spoon. know, and North Spoon. Yes, we're in North Spoon, <laughs> but here we are connecting and working on something together. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of it is uh-huh. the way it, just the whole network works, and I think that's just a beautiful thing, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Unless you had any other worries, can we shift the subject a little bit? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's go back. Joey, question for you. So we learned a lot about uh, what Pastor Jacob's life is like here as a pastor up in Norfolk, Norfolk, Norspoon, <laughs> and kind of how he's kind of <laughs> figuring out how to build connections and relationships. So what about you here in high school right now, like trying to figure out how to build connections with uh, classmates as a Christian? Uh, how is that? How does that go here in a small, definitely, it's not a. I don't imagine. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't imagine the schools here in Norfolk are very big. Mm-mm. No. So how does that work for you then? Uh, I think the biggest thing that I struggle with is having the courage to just go up to someone and like start a even conversation. Okay. Cause like that's what I'm trying to do. I just try to start a conversation with them and like get to know them, yeah. and then like I slowly like add in like the topic of like do you know Jesus and all that, and like then I'll invite them to church. Okay. Like, I'm sure they're intimidated by your size and stature and your football status, so that's tough. <laughs> See, this is going serious. <laughs> that's a real thing. I imagine if I was in high school and I played football, people would be like, well, Brody, please. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> it doesn't happen for you. That's good. If anybody's ever bored, you should see Brody's high school picture. He's probably the <laughs> least intimidating person ever. Bro, the disrespect. <laughs> you see Brody's Facebook profile picture. No, bro, uh, don't, <laughs> don't look me up. We'll just make that like the episode picture for this episode of Brody's Facebook Why profile picture. Why would you disrespect me? You're going to make me a meme, bro. Okay, sorry. Keep going. You were talking? Yes. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing anyways. I think. That's what I struggle with, just even starting a conversation with someone. Do you do you feel like you have a good community of Christians at your school, or is that something you're still trying to build? I think most of the people at my school are like, like the Catholic churches, like Lutheran. Okay. Not many, like just edgy. I don't know what this is. Like edgy. Into, yeah. 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 Yeah, AG. That's right. Yeah, we're very we're very um, Catholic Lutheran dominated uh, town. We've got a okay. Lutheran high school and a Catholic high school. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. So the Lutheran high school is on the northwest side of town, and then the the Catholic high school is like on the main road. Do they have yeah. any beef or anything like that or no? Um, oh no, I don't know. I don't pay okay. attention that much to. We're, we're not very good at any sports, so. <laughs> Yeah, Norfolk's not. We're not very good at any sports, so we don't have enough game to play. We don't have enough game to have a beef <laughs> with, any, yes. with any with any teams. What, what's um, your school mascot? What's your school mascot? A panther. The panther. The, 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 the Norspoon Panthers, huh? The Norspoon <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> Turn into a cat. How bad we are. Sometimes. Turn into a, a cat. <laughs> like a little baby cat. I don't know. Cats can be pretty ferocious. But yeah, so we're in a very, uh, yeah, very Catholic. I mean, there's in a very religious community Mm. um, with 38, like we have 38 churches in a town that's... No way! 38? In a town that's almost 25,000. Everybody loving Jesus. My my boy. Uh, uh, I don't see that all the time. We're hesitant. Uh, We're... 
the, the, up here the town is very anti-authority, anti-like, you know, they they will not take correction, they will not, you know, they don't like rebuke, stuff like yeah. that, and not very many of us do, but like, they take, we, up here we take it to a whole other level, um, and we, we, we live in a city where religion is based on when you go. Oh. Like if you go, like if you go to church, you're good. That's you're the, set. You're set. Huh. And uh, so that's and people up here like it easier. And you know, God has to sort through everybody in the end. For at sure. the end, so I can't comment on exactly where I think anybody's going to go. Got sort through us, yeah. Um, but yeah, up here it's it's you get the well. You should come to my youth group. Well, I'm already a Christian. You know. say like I've already went through confirmation. I'm like, yeah. So so how does not... that how does that happen for you then? So you're going to school with a bunch of different people who go to 38 different churches, just crazy. Is it like if you're churches. not gonna pull up to my church, we're not gonna be that tight? Like what is that? What is that like then? Most people don't even bring it into conversations. They won't. Okay. I feel like a lot of people go to the bigger churches, but they don't actually like. I don't know how to word it. Like they don't practice with exactly. What yeah, they, they don't really practice that. Okay. Okay. They Which just go to check it off the list is yeah, what it sounds yeah. like. It's a routine. Uh, as long the pastor doesn't preach any longer than noon because we got to be at grandma's for for noon. Um, that's kind of the. It's just the culture of the the culture of the city. Um, it's like people post on their stories like like or they make make TikTok videos. I love Jesus, and then I see him at school, and they're like cussing out and mm-hmm. like not acting like. Yeah. That's not what Jesus would want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the. So we've tried to. I keep telling the students, I'm like, I'm like, find the find the ones that look like druggies. I want them here. Like, find the ones that don't know Jesus. Yeah. You know the one, and that's the that's the thing that I think we as a church kind of we try to find more like churchy people. Hmm. You know, we want church churched people, people that have been to church. They understand the routine. They understand stand up for worship, sit down, hmm. um, listen to the. You listen to the pastor preach, keep silent during that, shake his hand as you walk out the door, and then you're done. You leave for leave until next Sunday. And uh, that's the thing that we, you know, my heart and I think the Lord's heart is, is not to really go after those guys. Because those guys come for our, we do, every two months we do an after dark event where we go from like 6.30 to midnight. Oh, that's cool. Um, Gotta come up. And so, so we get, we get, we get those guys in droves to come here for those because it's fun because yeah. their churches don't do anything like that. No. Um, we get, but we also get like, we've had, it's been really cool. What we've had, we've had, I think we've had a few lesbians, a few people that are gay, transgender, um, that have showed up here. We've had, um, had some awkward experiences on my first after dark. We did, I almost got punched in the face. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, we, yeah, it's been, and so like, the Lord's given us favor in that. It's just keeping and retaining. And so for us, it's, you know, how can we love our community up here? How can yeah. we how can we bless our community in a community that says they're Christian? But yet when I look at the fruit of the Spirit, mm. I question. Yeah. Um, and that's not to be judgmental or, uh, or at least it's not meant to be judgmental in a harsh way, but more of I'm judging based off of Scripture, what I'm seeing you're, in this you're community. Fruit, you're not judging the, I'm the not, person. I'm not judging the person, no, you know, no, no, no. and... And so, yeah, it's it's a um, the the community's priorities are not obviously on Jesus. The community's priorities is on our downtown. We have thirteen bars in our downtown area, which is like a super kind of small area. 
got 13 bars, all these, you know. And it's like three blocks. Three blocks of, three to four blocks of just, you know, straight bars and, and all these different things. And so there's a lot of need. In, yeah, there's a lot of need in our community for Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. And so like Joey said, that's the, the challenging part is, is how do we go out and, and. I like when you try to talk to them, they kind of just shut you down. Like they start a different conversation topic yeah. and they just uh, walk away. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's, it's, not, it's not a confronting kind of, or like re- receiving, like. Yeah, not very receiving. Yeah. They'll just be like, yeah, I already went through confirmation or something like that. Yeah. And just talk on something else. And the, yeah, the, the, the ideology of confirmation and all that, it, it very much like hinders a lot of what. Anything that you would. The, it, it hinders the move of the spirit in their lives. Yeah. It hinders what God can do in their lives because they just say, well, I did confirmation. I'm good. You know, because. They put uh, a barrier basically yeah, on God. Because confirmation yeah. will basically say that they're a member of the church. And actually to the point that, like we had um, one of our guys invited his mom for Christmas, uh, for our Christmas service. Mm. She came and we took part in communion and she didn't take part in communion. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe she's not a believer, whatever. Great. Glad she's here. But then she comes up to me afterwards and she's like, well, I was baptized Lutheran, so I can only take uh, communion at my church in my denomination of Lutheran, Lutheran. and that's the thing that it's really hard as a pastor to not to respect get, them. But. Yeah. And, and you want to respect them because that's their choice. Because yeah, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with their salvation. Mm. Um, it has nothing to do with their salvation taking the communion. But it's a, it's a remembrance thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Being a Pentecostal church in Catholic Lutheran Norfolk yeah. is... Dominated. That's like dominated. Really, yeah. um, really a whole mission field, if you think about it. It, it really is. Um, and, and I know there are good there are good Christians in the in the Catholic Church. I'm not denouncing mm-hmm. that, um, but there's so many issues with it as well that that it's. Yeah, I, I don't want yeah. to get too much into that because no, we no, could no. we could be here for three hours. No yeah. Um, <laughs> so kind of phasing the same question we asked. Um, Joey here, what has been, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. just with um, trying to have a social life yeah. as a youth pastor, but um, how has being a youth pastor affected your social mm-hmm. life, um, your home life, yeah. church life, and outside of church? So at home, um, Jen and I have done our best to set boundaries and like, especially like Brody, like you want to go into youth ministry, setting boundaries if you're going to have students in your home is mm. really, really important. Um, because, and these guys will show up occasionally, but they always, they at least call me before, before they might show be right up. Outside. <laughs> they might be right outside and be like, Hey, we're sitting outside. Can we come and say hi? Hmm. Or, or whatever. Has that um, happened before? Oh yeah. Oh. It, it's happened. That's <laughs> oh, 11 o'clock. It's happened many, many times. I had one, the, one of our seniors that graduated this year came and he stopped by the house to show me all the, the, he's a, he's a, like a health nut and workout guy. And, and, uh, he showed me all the health benefits of his tuna that he bought. So <laughs> he showed you the macros on the tuna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He came over and just showed you it. Yeah, so and he just funny. did. And, um, so for having a social life as a youth pastor, it's you have to really set those boundaries um, because you can make anything about ministry. Oh yeah. In your easy. in your in your being a youth pastor, you can make anything about youth ministry. But for me, I have to be really careful that I'm not idolizing the ministry, the mm-hmm. work of the ministry. And, f- and forgetting the one that put me into the ministry that I'm in. Because um, so many times we as youth pastors get and pastors in general get stuck 
in the routine of ministry. We get we have our set schedule, and it's nice to have a set schedule. You know, I have a set schedule. Monday's my sermon writing day. Tuesday, I'm prepping for finishing up stuff for Wednesday, and then Wednesday, I get our youth room ready together, mm-hmm. and I go home at noon, come back at 5. And then Thursday's my prep for the weekend or whatever I need to do for my planning day. Um, and so we get stuck in the chore of ministry. And so for mm-hmm. for these guys, I the thing that I've had to learn to do is just tell them no. <laughs> um, like... When it comes to there's there's certain things that I won't tell them no to, um, but like tell them no when it comes to like so for instance like video games for me I can turn that into ministry, but if video games are ministry then it's not something that is helping me to just relax decompress whatever aside it from is for aside you. from prayer and aside yeah. from worship, uh, video games help me to decompress and they just help me get my mind off of whatever it is that I'm going going through the day. And so with these guys sometimes it's really hard to be like hey get on Fortnite let's play Fortnite and it's like I'm gonna play. I'm going to play this game or whatever mm-hmm. just because and, and I don't want to make them fit like angry with me or that, that, that I don't want to hang out with them. But for me, it's 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 my priority is that when I when I have the time when my wife is off, when my wife works and she's gone till six in the morning the following day, that's my time to, to game. Or when my wife's home, uh, my I have to really prioritize her because I believe it go at least in my my priority list. It goes God. My relationship with Jesus. And then my family in ministry switch, mm-hmm. you know, depending on depending on what I'm doing. So my family in, in ministry switch between the second and third spot. And, it, and it's not that ministry takes it up most of the time. It's when I'm here on a Wednesday night, I'm not looking to hug my wife and prioritize my relationship with my wife. No, that yeah, that makes sense. It's I'm prioritizing my relationship with these students. Mm-hmm. But then when I get home, family switches back to number two. And so that's the thing that I have to be really careful with is setting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And with a kid on the way, that's going to make it a little bit harder to have a social life because you got a, a newborn. And um, um, But then at the church, I would say just the social life of the church, it's been, I mean, Joey said it really well, that the youth group's really close mm-hmm. together. I mean, we hang out. I mean, they hang out all the time. I don't always hang. And so... Sometimes they make fun of me because we have a group chat and they're all like, hey, let's go to the Y. And I'm like, hey, guys, not tonight. <laughs> and then they're like, next time, sure. And then they're like, hey, let's hang out. Hey, guys, not tonight. <laughs> and so eventually I get to the Y with them um, and I need to be better about that. Um, and so, so yeah, and then like outside of the church, I have to really value the, the time that I get with other pastors and other, because, mm. you know, it's, and, and so like when I go to camps and stuff like that, the students lose track of me for about the first two hours because I'm going and catching up with everybody that I know at, at camp. And so I'm like, here, guys, here's the room. See ya. <laughs> I go and find the people that I know, and then eventually they find me somewhere on the campground. Um, so, yeah, that's the... Joe, are you, are you okay? Are you crying? Oh. You guys can't see me. There's no camera, but Joey's taking this news really hard. I'm sorry. Man. I'm it's okay. Man. It's going to be okay. So then can we take that kind of the same question but from your perspective Joey as a high schooler because you um, somebody who's a young student who is you know working on building a relationship with God and doing his best to put God first right mm-hmm. so then like what does the boundaries look like for you like if you want to spend quiet time with God or with your family or with friends and trying to figure out no uh, <laughs> trying to figure all that like how does that work in today's day and age as a high schooler because it's been six years five six years since i was in high school so somebody (laughs) actually i did that in my head earlier believe it or not not the point the point (laughs) is 
Uh, today's day and age, high school looks so much different, and the students students are so much different, and the, the language of high school is so much different. So how does that look like for you then? Like, how do you make that time? How do you prioritize what you need to do? I think the biggest thing for me is like living out like what I do here and taking that out there, like not looking like a whole different person. Come on, like in school. Because I want people to know like I'm a Christian. I don't want them to come up to me and just think I'm mm-hmm. some kid. Be surprised when uh, they find out you're a Christian. Yeah. You're you're living out what you believe in. That's yeah. what you're doing your message. That's awesome. And then at home, I know for me, like, I struggle with, like, instead of reading my Bible, I like, go on my phone or something. I'm trying to do better about that. Like, if I'm on my phone, I say I don't have time, but then I get on my phone, I'm like, oh, I need to go read my Bible instead. And yeah. Well, it's hard. Yeah. Clash of hands, man. I get it. <laughs> And you know what, though? That's something that I struggle with, too. I'll be at home at night, and it's like, I don't really want to sit down and do my quiet time, but I know I need to, you know? And I know I know it. And once you're doing it, man, you feel a whole lot better once you're doing it. But actually, you know, getting into it. The, and then there's sometimes where you are doing it, you're like, I don't really want to do this. But you know what? It benefits you, you know? Yeah. It's, it, once you get to doing it, you know, it's, it's beneficial in the end, you know? Yeah. All right, so we have a few minutes left. So, is there any questions that you guys had that you wanted to ask? Any bizarre statements you want to yell out on the podcast that may or may not get you canceled, you know? Have your every time. You don't got I'm nothing? Good, man. You're yeah. good? Joy secure. All right. Any other uh, concluding thoughts or anything that you guys wanted to talk about? Yeah, just for <clears throat> just for those going into ministry um, or just in general, just trying to pursue Jesus. Um, yeah. You know, the thing the thing about people in ministry that we see a lot nowadays is the trend is pastors are not finishing well. They're not mm-hmm. finishing well in their in their ministry. Mm-hmm. They're they're involved in some sort of scandal. You know, whether it be a um, whatever uh, you you know the type of scandals that that are out there. There's all these different things that they that discredit their ministry because really that discredits the ministry and then it discredits God's name mm-hmm. when when we when we do those things and, and so in general our goal has to be to finish well that's my mm-hmm. thing I'm like I'm 24 but when that's I good. get to when I die at like the Bible says when I die at 120 come on I want to fin- I, w- I got 100 I got a, uh, 96 years left I want to I want to finish well I don't want my ministry that God has done mm. for however many years that I'm in ministry to be discredited because of one bad decision one, bad one moment um and so, like, you know, when Jesus says, if your eye causes you to, to sin, he goes to the extreme, the, the hyperbole, he, he, he exaggerates and says, it's better to walk in, it's better to, mm-hmm. to, like, have one less eye here on earth than for the rest of your body to burn in hell. Or, you know, if your hand causes you to sin, to cut your hand off. Um, really, I, what, the way that, like, I, I loved this, this statement when the Lord gave it to me, but it's, it's, it's better to hobble into heaven than to walk freely into hell. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like there's, okay. there, like, what Jesus is saying there is like, I would much rather have it hard to live my life as a follower of Jesus yeah. because I have to be aware of my sin, for the rest of my life, than live a life free and then I walk mm-hmm. into hell and I'm stuck in hell forever, you know. So, um, so for instance, you know, whenever you know, and there's just things you got to make those boundaries with. You got to know your, you got to know yourself. You got to know your yeah, sin. Yeah, you, you have to know, know your, what yeah. your what what it is that that is your sin, and and you have to deal with it. In my opinion, every every man, every woman should have somebody that 
knows your stuff, knows mm. everything, knows the details, knows the little temptations you have, the little sin that you've struggled with. Um, and that's simply because there, there's power when we actually vocalize what it is that we say. Because Satan's goal in our life is to make our issue, because the Bible says we don't experience anything new that hasn't already been experienced in our mm. lives. You know, the, the, the temptations and the sins that we experience. There's nothing new that, that we experience that other people haven't experienced before. And so thinking of that, it's like, so we're all experiencing similar things, but yet we get so in our heads that we think, oh, well, it's just me. Mm. And, and so Satan's greatest thing is to not only make, make other people believe he doesn't exist, but then get us to isolate ourselves and think that we're the only one and that people are going to judge us and people are going to disqualify us. And that's the thing in ministry that's really hard is to admit those faults when you have those faults. Yeah. Um, you know, when you don't know something or when you, um, or your sin. And I have huge respect for, for pastors that admit their sin, or, you know, because and there's a reason there's a, there was a restoration process mm-hmm. in the AG. That if you sin, there's a restoration process, but I don't even want to get to that point. I don't want to ever have to be at that point. It's not out of a fear of losing my credential, fear of losing my my position, fear of losing what God has given me. It's just out of, Lord, you have put me here. Don't let me mess it up. <laughs> yeah, you give um, me in the calling. Let me let me follow it. You've yeah. given me the calling because and, and I believe this, like we, we, the calling never goes away mm. to, to preach. The calling never goes away. That's people that, you know, as it, the calling may never go away. It just, what, what changes is how much of your life you have to, to change around and mess up mm. if you avoid that call. So if you're 40 years old and you're still called into ministry, you have 20 years of life to, to change around now to, to pursue ministry. Mm. Um, and, and so, but I do believe this, that people disqualify themselves. Yeah, that's good. You know, so like I personally believe that, you know, pastors that cheat on their wives or cheat on their, you know, or if it's a female pastor cheats on her husband. Yeah. Should not step into pulpit ministry ever again. Mm. That's a personal thing for me. But I think God is clear about that he that he doesn't like this. Um, and actually God says he hates divorce and all these other things that he says in the scripture. But it's like that's one part where I, it's like that disqualifies you, in my opinion, for ministry. Ever, never step into pulpit. Step into pulpit ministry and preach from the preach from the pulpit. That's just um, so. Just for anybody, and and I'm I, I'm a nobody. I'm 24 years old. I'm in a I'm a 24 year old youth pastor at a church. I I don't I don't have any I don't have all these things figured out. I'm still working on my marriage, and I'm like now I'm having to learn how to be a dad here in a few months. And so I don't so I'm no expert in any of this stuff. But what mm. I do know is this: is that when we pursue what it is that God says, we pursue what the Bible says for us. There's nothing better that we that we can attain. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's yeah. no. There's no greater foundation than what the Word says. There's uh, no greater treasure. Yeah. There's no greater treasure. I mean, there's a reason that before Christianity, that the the scriptures were treated with such respect because mm-hmm. it was treasured, and it still is treasure for us. Yeah. But we don't hold it in the respect that the the Jewish people did because God had said you cannot touch the touch their scriptures and stuff like that and all and all that other stuff and so so yeah uh, right. yeah no that's good i think it's a big part on like worship team because i play based on my worship team i think it's not to perform but like to be an example mm-hmm. for, like people to not just like pray just to like perform or try to do like cool things mm-hmm. but just 
Yeah. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Good to spend some wisdom on here. Come on, bro. <laughs> good thing we're recording. Yeah. Man, great book. Stephen Furtick called Disqualified. Me and Cole just read that. Unqualified. I'm sorry. sorry. We're going to shout the book Stephen out. It's unqualified? It. It's unqualified. Really great book. Talks cool. a lot about exactly what Pastor Jacob was talking about. Um, finish well, guys. Ministry cool. students, high school students, um, kindergarten students, cool. college students. You know, old and young, I think we're all called in ministry, and all mm-hmm. call, our lives are in ministry, so let's all finish mm-hmm. well on that. There's one thing I wanted to add for ministry students like you guys in your in your ministry. Figure out that you are replaceable and you're not as important as you think you are. My second, yeah. my first year of, of training in, in ministry, that when the Bible says the, the, the proud shall be humbled and the humble shall be exalted, <laughs> I was a proud and man, I was humbled that first year. And out here giving autographs to people. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so this is, you can even ask Javen this. I had basically told him that I was going to steal his, take his job, <laughs> as a just graduate out of high school at eighteen. <laughs> Trust me, like it was not my, not my greatest moment. Um, and he told we we talked about it when he came up and preached this, to the students, um, and that was a yeah. So I remember that, and that was a cringe moment that you don't want to remember <laughs> but learning that you're not as important as you really think yeah. you are because at the end of the day we're all replaceable pastor jacob's not going to live for a thousand years no. i might get 80 years maybe 120 yeah, if the Lord's good to me come on you look good um but then you know another just in, in that as well as being able to submit yourself under authority mm. uh, because when you submit yourself there's no room to be proud and to like point the finger at yourself mm. um yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the God calls people to do amazing things. But if you choose not to follow that, then yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. he will replace you. So mm-hmm. lesson, don't step don't miss the calling and don't miss the opportunity if God gives yep. it to you because of your stubborn or selfish mm-hmm. uh, goals or ambitions. Cuz at some point you're going to get you're going to go back to the call, but if you're 50 years old and you're starting to enter into ministry, you got you got a long, a lot of stuff to change in your life. Mm. And yeah. Let's end it by right. quoting Drake, you know, when you call you on your cell phone, you pick up, <laughs> pick up that call. Come on now. Great way to end it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Drake. Let's Sponsors. close in prayer and we'll call it there. All right, guys. Ready? That yeah. Lord, thanks for today. Thanks yeah. just for this opportunity to yes, come Jesus. here today. Uh, God, thanks for everybody that's listening to this. We hope that you know somebody who's listening to this, God, can have learned something new, mm. uh, can have taken in some some of the wisdom that we've been able to learn here today. God, thank you for this opportunity to come here and to gather together. God, help us to go forward uh, with the mm. wisdom that we have, and to you know just to continue to live for you, God, and to work in your will, God, and to follow what you have for us, God. And we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Brody, Mr. Host, you want to close us up? Oh, man, North Fork on three, North Fork on me. <laughs> what? I thought it was North Spoon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I All just, right. I just want to say North Fork for the last time. Bro, don't know. Joey, don't go <laughs> Don't do me dirty at the end of the podcast. So those who are listening, he found one of oh Brody's old gosh. high school pictures. Joey found one of Brody's old high school pictures right here. at the end. Are you trying to emulate TikTok, oh. or not, not TikTok, Titanic, on your, uh, your Facebook so profile? <laughs> I try to do too much. I got humbled. I'm a humble man now. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead, Brody. Man, thank you for up. listening, awakening listeners. I hope you have been awoken um, to some new stuff today um, from Pastor Jacob and future Pastor Joey, future Pastor Cole. 
And future Pastor Garvey. Future Pastor Garvey. Yes. Um, so happy that you guys are here. Praying for you guys. Love you guys. Um, so excited to be here. See you next time. Right. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.